to Breaking Mayberry, playing the banjo while Rome burns. I am one of your hosts, I'm Marty Schneider. I'm the other host, I'm Dan Ludwig. And uh, today we are, we're running through a, a nothing episode, really. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's simultaneously a nothing episode and the most white-hot, horny episode. That's true. Today, Today's an episode, we've done horny episodes before. We had David Adler write for this show. Mm-hmm. But today... Today's a very special horny episode. Today's grandma horny. <laughs> Aunt B is horny. She is on the prowl and she is fucking drifters, people. It is an episode for elderly sex. Yeah. It's a, you know, and you know what? Good. Yeah, no, I mean, I will say this about about elderly horniness in this episode. All the other ones, all the previously horny episodes have been about, like, it's all been, like, pubescent horniness. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm, can I hold your hand? Oh, I like the way your hair smells. Oh, God, she looked at me. Like, it's a lot of, like, middle school <laughs> dance horniness. Right, which, which we have an entire episode entitled, These People Are Adults, because I keep screaming it. Yeah, uh, the, the episode where Aunt B is horny, this sh- episode gets down to brass tacks. No, yeah. Aunt B has a look. Let's just say, this is probably the best Aunt B episode so far. Uh, Francis Bouvier just nails this one. Nails horniness. Okay, Aunt it's, B- it's, it's not the best Aunt B episode. The best Aunt B episode is probably uh, no, 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 Gossip and Men. She brings some real pathos and like and human connection to trying to get it in. <laughs> uh, like, she really, like, you feel her emotions and sort of like... All the all all the mechanisms that are that are going happening within her emotionally as she tries to just absolutely fuck this drifter. So yeah, we're jumping right in, folks. We're not doing any housekeeping this time. Special thanks to everyone who did come out and hang with us at our live show. That it was great. It was definitely great. We're definitely not recording this before it happened, and I'm not pretending. Yeah, um, no, we're not just saying that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's get, let's just get into it. I mean, this is like one of the, we've, we did no preparation for this episode because it's so boring. So we're going to be pretty off the cuff. So it feels, it would feel like cheating to do housekeeping up top. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. But speaking of housekeeping, this episode's about housekeeping. About housekeeping as a form of foreplay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So let's go ahead and get into this. This is season two, episode nine, Aunt B's Brief Encounter. Brief. <laughs> Aunt, Aunt B's hookup. Aunt B's <laughs> Tinder hookup is what this fucking is. Aunt B's ships passing in the night. Aunt B needs to meet someone before last call. D- directed by OKCupid user Sweeney Bob 27. Serial groper of live-in nurses Bob Sweeney. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And written by Leo Solomon and Ben Gershman, who we've seen before a couple of times in season one. They did Andy and the Gentleman Crook. Uh, they did the inspector. Another episode where Aunt B is horny. Yeah. Holy shit. And uh, they did uh, Barney Gets His Man, which is uh, what we call Manhunt 2. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, they're all about uh, they're all about getting your men. They're all about 
They're all about locking that shit down. Yeah. About getting yours. Uh, originally aired December 4th, 1961. Here is your one-sentence summary from Wikipedia. Aunt B falls for Mr. Wheeler, a handyman who has a way with women. He temporarily moves into their house while Andy has to finish most of the chores that Wheeler starts. <laughs> it's the weirdest dynamic ever. Because it is sort of like almost... Andy being like cuckolded, but like sort of like a guy just comes into your house, says he's gonna do your chores, and then you have to do the fucking it's chores. Such a weird you... setup. Yeah, Andy. The, somehow, uh, the episode about Aunt B's sex life is about Andy getting slighted and boiling over with simmering resentment. Maybe I don't understand how. 1960s courtship worked but i feel like your responsibilities to a woman do not factor in the amount of like household chores you do well back then i think it's been very clearly established you couldn't just be like hey i want to date you and then we sleep together and then we get married or whatever it has to be like so i need to come up with several flimsy pretenses to stay around her (laughs) uh and then uh there needs to be a chaperone who watches us like a falcon to make sure that we do not penetrate each other. And then in between that, we do find time to have sex in like an abandoned barn or something. Like that's sort of the the courtship process of just like basically doing it like a Ninja Warrior style (laughs) obstacle course where the more things that you have to dodge to to fuck each other makes it all the hotter. Like, all right, so <laughs> the beholder from Dungeons of Dragons is just like moving through the hallway as you like frantically fuck in the guest bedroom. So this episode opens on a man we've never seen before. I guess it's Mr. Wheeler, and he's got like an old tiny spray can. He's just spritzing some flowers. And, and double entendres are already flying. Oh my gosh! The fir- and- the first line that Aunt B has in this episode she walks out she looks at mr wheeler spraying i don't know pesticide ddt probably yeah. and is just poisoning the mayberry like soil uh and she comes out and says well boy mr wheeler you've got a different spray for every size bush listen no you need to say it hornier gee mr wheeler you have a different spray for every kind of bush you know this would probably be a good time to give a shout out to at Erotic Knots. <laughs> uh, Erotic Knots is another podcast not affiliated with us, found us on Twitter, uh, follows us on Twitter, and it is exactly what it sounds like. It is Erotic Novels read by Don Knotts. All right. Uh, follow them on Twitter, at Erotic Knots. We'll put a, a link in the bottom. This, this is our horny episode, too. This is, this is the life that we've chosen yeah. for ourselves. Focus up. We got to get, th- get back into, into Ampy's Black <laughs> Ampy's torrent of double entendres. Gotta get right up in Ampy's bush. Cause oh. yeah, it's like, like oh, it looks like uh, you have a you have a spray for every bush that I've got. And then he's he's like, and then he is he's like just a a master with words. He's just like, oh, I gotta tell you, this guy looks and sounds like fucking Tim Conway, <laughs> and he looks like Jim Beavers. <laughs> like, I mean, he was he was on Petticoat Junction. That's what most people really know him from. Um, but he just comes out and he's like, boy, I gotta tell you, a flower gives you so much beauty and a flower offers so much to us. Well, I guess little lady, we should just take care of it in return. (laughs) Everything that this guy says is a line and he is 
slides it in there. So, this guy has astroglide tongue. <laughs> I, you know, I like to take care of the flower's needs before my own. Uh, for a solid 15 to 20 minutes before ultimately pollinating. <laughs> So Andy, like, drives up in, like, a very suspicious sequence. Like, this takes a couple seconds longer than it should. He pulls up in the in the squad car, gets out, kind of wanders around. Good use of time, I guess, Bob Sweeney. Like, just, it, it takes, like, ten, a long time. That happens multiple times. There are multiple points where people climb up and down ladders, and they show the entire process of Andy Griffith or this dude going up and, like, climbing the ladder. It's like... And, it, like, as soon as I, like, would see that, I would immediately jump to, like, Parks and Rec, where Ron Swanson would do, like, seven hours of uh, of manual labor and craftsmanship in, like, seven brief cuts. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's it's incredible how you can just be like, all right, I'm going to walk to the front door. Each individual step as he crosses the lawn and then jingles with keys and then opens the door. It, it feels like they were intentionally uh, stalling for time on some of this. Because they knew that they had dick uh so andy comes in andy recognizes a con man immediately like he usually does yeah Uh, but he's basically concerned about some guy pulling up and uh making or taking advantage of aunt b right he's gonna take advantage of her all right (laughs) and basically this guy mr wheeler is like a traveling handyman he's got a truck full of tools and he just drives from town to town a traveling homeless handyman yeah he does live out of his car yeah and like that's made very clear no one has any illusions about the fact that he lives out of his truck i have a note here that says how is this guy different from the hobo (laughs) and the answer is he's not this is the same episode he owns a car yeah like it's it's straight up like barney's like he has no means of supporting himself and the the only difference is he owns a vehicle yeah it's basically the same episode as Opie's Hobo Friend. They just took out the, like, affection uh, giver from Opie and changed that role over to Aunt B. Can I start... I, 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 I started to have an inkling watching this that Mr. Wheeler may fucking rule. Like, oh, he yeah, may yeah. be as awesome as the Hobo Friend, but without all the crime. Oh, yeah. Mr. Wheeler Mr. Wheeler's great. Mr. Wheeler is traveling up and down our fine country, busting nuts across America. Andy says, who's this guy? What's he doing here? And Aunt B says, oh, Mr. Wheeler saw the aphids in our rose bush from his truck. And Andy, like, rightfully goes, what? Yeah. <laughs> he saw aphids in our roses from his truck. Yeah. So he's automatically suspicious. He's like, all right, well, this is going to be ridiculous. Uh, and so he goes to, like, talk to Mr. Wheeler to make sure that He's not just a traveling con man, you know, like Andy was in his past life before he settled down for his son. As yeah. We established. yeah. 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 No. Um, his his backstory that we made way better. Yeah. Nerves are settled when the price comes up and uh, Mr. Wheeler says, oh, well, I'll give you I'll do this for you for a dollar sixty. I would have charged you a dollar seventy five, but you can't make a living robbing people. Yeah. Dollars. Such a good move. Yeah. Yeah. He absolutely shifts that little Overton window. Yeah. Uh, and ba- a- Andy is suddenly, well, I'm not suspicious anymore because this is cheap. He's by the doing way, that first taste is free shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. By the way, uh, in case anybody cares, $1.60 in 1961 would be like $13 today. Okay. Yeah. So for an 
an evening of yard work. Yeah, nothing. Nailed it. Yeah. Uh, so, Andy pretty much doesn't care anymore. He's like, well, if he's a con man, he's being a shitty con man. Again, like, forgetting some of the first rules of con man. Yeah, no, uh, you you earn trust first. Like, Yeah. And so, uh, he goes into the kitchen where Aunt B is just preparing, like, a snack for Mr. Wheeler. And I love this scene. Because she's ready to go out, but before she puts, she, like, has the stuff on a plate, before she leaves, she, like, licks her her fingers and straightens her hair and, like, does a little bustle in her in her dress. Like, she fixes herself up. Yeah. For this traveling homeless guy. For this traveling homeless gardener. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but she is, like, all about it. And Andy notices this. He can't help but notice it, and he starts giving her shit for it immediately. Yeah. Uh, Does he accuse her of being a rube at this point? uh, I I think he no longer feels that she's being, like, ripped off. Now he's like, oh, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I get what's going on here. He, like, catches her in, uh, like, a, a word slip. She says something like, oh, he's, yeah, he's awfully handy, too. And and Andy says something like, "What do you mean two? In addition to what?" <laughs> yeah, I mean he is a dick throughout this entire thing. She's just like looking for a dude, and he's like, "What you doing? Hey, Aunt B, what's going on here? You uh, why are you showing an abnormal amount of interest in this other man your age? What's uh? Yeah, this woman is older than you, Andy. Leave her the hell alone. He is treating her like she is fourteen. Yeah, yeah. It's like like it's again. It's like." The, the whole thing of everyone must be constantly getting in the way of each other romantically. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Wheeler has finished up his work, and he says, Okay, well, it's time for me to go. It's been so nice spending time with you all. And then, you know, Ampy looks obviously disappointed. The first thing he does, isn't that he asks for an onion? Yeah, he does. He does. He's about to leave, and then he, like, says the sinking line. The line he knows is gonna, like, hook some interest. Give real, give a mouse a cookie situation here. Yeah. He's just like, hey, uh, could I borrow an onion? Uh, I was thinking that I might make myself a little stew tonight, and I just needed some onion. And uh, Ampy is like, well, you don't have a home. Where are you possibly going to make stew? Really making it clear that she is acutely aware of his homelessness. Right. She's like, making a stew? Do you're just supposed to eat turnips that you stole out of the out of someone's garden? What the fuck are you? Do you think you're going to make a stew? He's like, oh yeah, I have you a steal pies off of windowsills <laughs> that you float to on on their smell waves like a cartoon character. You silly homeless man, what do you think you're doing cooking? You don't have a kitchen, you idiot. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, I got a, uh, I got a hot plate in the back of the truck. Yeah, he's like, I got, I just got a little, little. He's got like a little Coleman camp stove, probably. Yeah, uh, and he's just like, yeah, I'm just gonna like make a stew. The only thing I need is onions. She's like, well, I mean, come, come eat with us. But, but more. Now, to be clear, to be clear, he definitely like calls attention. He goes, <laughs> oh yeah, he's like, do I smell chicken? Y'all making chicken? Mm, that smells good. Anyway, good. Bye. And oh, then I, very I, slowly opens the door. I feel like now would be a good time to mention we do have a copy of Aunt B's cookbook. The like, oh, I guess right. I don't know if it's officially licensed. Maybe like the unofficial Aunt B's cookbook. It was put together by like members of the Andy Griffiths Show Read One Watchers Club, which is an actual organization that we are definitely joining. I uh, 
I feel like it's more an organization that is going to put out a contract on our lives before this is through. Oh, definitely. Like, definitely. I'm going to be just walking down the street and suddenly there's a knife in my ribs and just a, a, a voice whispers in my ear like, the Andrew Griffith Rewind Watchers Club sends its regards. Just like three quick shanks to the ribs and then like an antique knife with Andy Griffith's smiling face on the hilt just drops to the ground. Oh, I'm definitely getting murdered in like an ironic barbershop situation. Yeah. Like, it's definitely going to be Floyd related for me. I feel like the Mayberry Wiki is going to put out a contract. Like eventually they're going to be like, so it's come to my attention that two fuck faces are reading through this and making fun of our investment in this show. And I just want to say, Martin Schneider, who lives at... Watch your fucking back. We're coming for you. Anyway, we own this cookbook. Yeah, we own... I bought a copy of this cookbook that was put together by these, like, rerun watcher fans. Uh, and a couple of them are actually also recipes by, like, actors and writers and stuff that were on there. But you would think... Because they make such a big deal out of Aunt B's fucking chicken. <laughs> it's, the most... it's mentioned all the time. It's the blandest chicken recipe. The, literally, the recipe for Aunt B's chicken is flour, pepper, salt. Yeah. That's that, it. Just take chicken. Fry it. Fry chicken. <laughs> you have Aunt B's fried chicken. And everyone is just like... Like, oh my god, I can, I'm, you think that that, of all things, they would have brought their A-game for. I, like, you'd think that it would take up an entire section of the cookbook. Yeah. It's like the top third of a page. It, making Aunt B's fried chicken for the amount of lip service that it's been paid, especially by, by fans of this show, the instructions for that should read like you're handling nuclear material. Like, it's, it should be the instructions of decommissioning a nuclear facility. And it's just like... I mean, you you know how to make fried chicken. Just make the fried, just, just chicken. Make just, fried you chicken. You fry chicken, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I will say it's probably the whitest thing I've ever seen. Like, like I looked at that, and then the entirety of Philadelphia just laughed at us, going, "Motherfucker, use some paprika." I'm from Massachusetts, and that's the whitest thing I've ever seen. I just, it was, it was embarrassing yeah it was embarrassing to read that cookbook we're gonna definitely have more fun with those recipes maybe we'll try to make some of this shit uh, i don't know bonus material youtube content we don't know freaking whatever content that you desperately crave about the you're andy gonna show. get that good good andy griffith content all right all back right. to the horniness so aunt b insists that mr wheeler come and eat with them yeah, um, she does and aunt b insists that mr wheeler come and eat or vice versa yeah, sure. And then I think the next scene is just uh, they've they've eaten they 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 just blast past the yeah, eating dinner. They, they, right? they eat the dinner, whatever. Uh, Opie's there, and he wants to hang out with the again the strange man that's in his house as usual. Um, Opie is so into strangers. Like again, I don't get that into that whole stranger danger thing, but Opie is just like, "Hey, strange drifter, what's going on?" Tell me your deal. Unleash the secrets within your head upon my tiny brain. Yeah, he has no sense of danger, and your father is the sheriff, yeah. man. Oh my god! Just the cra- that guy could be saying the craziest shit to Opie. So, so they they eat the they eat the dinner. He's like, oh boy, that was a great dinner. And he says maybe he'll find some other like reason for him to stick around. And the case comes up of the shingles. They're, yeah. They're, by the way, I noticed there were a few shingles that were loose up on your roof. 
Those will have to be repaired. And uh, he's he's like, well, I'm going to go uh, sleep in my truck before I uh, I fix your roof. And Epi's like, oh, can't he stay with us? Doesn't, like, don't they set up the yeah, guest? Yeah, They set up the, and I'm doing giant, air quotes, guest room for him. Yeah, no, that bed, that is definitely used. Yeah. I feel like there's a deleted scene the next morning where Opie's like, Oh, gee, Pa, he sure is a neat sleeper. These <laughs> sheets haven't even been moved. He made his bed real nice. I I think my version of that would just be Opie being like, So what was that? <laughs> what did I hear? And Andy just being like, I'll pay it no mind, Ope. <laughs> So, just is everyone okay? Am I okay? Are we in danger? What is in our home? So now that he's rattled loose a few more shingles, (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Wheeler pulls an old man Tom Sawyer, basically. So Wheeler and Andy are downstairs. They're they're going up. As you mentioned, going up and down that freaking ladder. Yeah. So there's so uh. Mr. Wheeler is like, I'm going to go fix the shingles now. Can you hold the ladder? And as he's going up, he gets halfway up the ladder. And they do each and every step up that friggin' ladder. And he's like, oh, my, what is he like? My lumbago or something (laughs) like some fucking Emma-ass disease. My Winnebago's acting up. (laughs) My vertigo. (laughs) My rear window. (laughs) My Eldorado's flaming up. Oh, I got it. My DeLorean's going. (laughs) My Jack in the Box. My Uh, Bloody Mary. So he gets Andy. He's like, Andy, can you just take these shingles up to the roof for me? Yeah. He just nailed down the shingles for me. So Andy fixes the shingles on the roof, basically. So, and, but again, they show every every meticulous step of him going up. Ah, my flamingo's going. (laughs) Comes back down the ladder, each and every meticulous step. Can you take the shingles up for me? Andy takes the shingles, goes up, and then uh, they they do a smash cut where Andy has basically done the entire roof. Hard cut to Andy coming back down the fucking ladder. So, like, this scene of, like, four things happening is, like, seven minutes of mostly ladder maneuvers. <laughs> It's so long and so boring and so bad to just punctuate a very simple point that Andy is being Tom Sawyer. Mr. Wheeler takes like two steps up the ladder for some reason at the end. So when Aunt B comes out, there's Mr. Wheeler on the ladder. And she goes, oh, you've been working so hard. Here, have some lemonade. And like Andy reaches for the lemonade. She goes, not you. (laughs) Not you, you man who's not fucking me. Get out of here. Yeah, no, fuck off. Yeah, fuck off, closest blood relative. Eat shit. (laughs) Andy's already a little irritated by this. but She she hands him the lemonade while like, I know how thirsty you get. (laughs) So the next scene, basically, even though Andy's already irritated, he still says he's going to come up with another reason for them to stick around. Yeah. Uh, Aunt B and uh, Mr. Wheeler go on a date. Yeah. At this point. They, like, go out on the town. They go see a cartoon. They, they go, go see a movie. So they, like, wander around. They, have, they go on a nice date. They have a nice evening together. It's kind of weird that, like, grown-ass adults back then would go on a date, and the date would be going to a movie theater to watch a cartoon. Well, like, I think I think the idea was that the cartoon played before the movie. Oh, that's, I thought they were like going to see Looney no, Tunes in the theater. No, that's I mean, you would see Looney Tunes in the theater in the yeah. 1960s, but you would see it in addition to 
the movie. Yeah, okay. So he came back and he was like, that cartoon cat sure was something. I was like, man, you guys watch like Felix the Cat on a date? You're adults. You own, like, I was about look, to say you own property, but no, they do not. Look, 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 look. Stop, stop. You're missing the point. Two fucking adults went on a regular ass date. Yeah. We've never seen that in the Andy Griffith show. No one watched them. There was no church organizing a fucking picnic. Two adults went out together, ate food, went uh, for a walk, went to the movies, and then came home. Probably, like, got it on in Mayberry Park. Like, yes, they did. Like, they did bone down in public. Yeah, no, there was, like, you know what it was, my friend? The cartoon played before the movie, and that was, the cartoon was all they saw. <laughs> the the seven-minute cartoon was all that they could, like, hold out for. That two-hour Spencer Tracy flick was all finger-banging. <laughs> They went and saw a nice, loud movie. Andy's going to be like, so uh, what movie did y'all see? We have no fucking idea. (laughs) Come on, man. So, and then they went to go get, like, a root beer float at Walker's Walker's Pharmacy, and they definitely fucked in the bathroom of Walker's Pharmacy. Like, 100%. They're, like... It is it is strongly implied that they are going really hot and heavy, which I really appreciate that Aunt B has the like the healthiest relationship with sex of any character oh, on the uh, show. I feel feel like we're just we're yes, hundred percent. We're yeah. this this is our fanfic. Like, yeah. This, no, this I feel like this is pretty implied. This is, this is 100% our headcanon, but we don't give a shit. That's what this show is. Yeah. Um I mean, no. I I feel pretty confident that there's like like they're fucking explicit about it. Yeah. Uh, uh, so so they go on a nice date, and then Andy says, "Well, he's that he's going to come up with another excuse for Mister Wheeler, uh, for Aunt B." Yeah. And he's like, "Which? Why? Why do they keep needing to manufacture manual labor for him? Yeah. Why can't they? Why can't you just be like, hey, I like this dude. We're dating, so he's going to stick around, and then we're going to." Date. Yeah, like maybe maybe we'll get him a room at Jason's motel or something. Or but like even, this guy's just gonna stick around for a little bit. Or even it could just be like, hey, uh, you don't. He doesn't have to be your employee. He can just be a guy I'm seeing. He can just stay in the empty room we have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it could be like if it's that it, there is a little bit of that 1950s shit of like, well, we must have an innocent pretense for him to be staying with us. He must be my employee, and I must manufacture yard work for him to do. I think it's also just, like, Aunt B, even though she's a little bit, like, mature, still feels like, well, once this guy's, like, work is done, he'll move on to the next labor of Hercules or whatever the fuck he's gonna do. So Aunt B, Andy comes up with another excuse. Uh, he says, hey, well, I was just thinking that, that uh, the porch kind of needs painting. Maybe yeah. you can paint the porch tomorrow. And Mr. Wheeler goes, all right, yeah, I can stick around and paint your porch. And he goes upstairs. And then Andy, immediately after doing this, decides to fuck with Aunt B and go, oh, you know what? I just remembered. We just painted the porch a couple months ago. We just had that porch painted. I guess I'll tell him he doesn't need to be here anymore. And then Aunt B's like, don't you dare. <laughs> yeah. He's he's kind of like exercising her power over like I hold your romantic life in the palm of my hand, old woman. Well, yeah, exactly. Because otherwise, how Andy is Griffith has the upper hand? Otherwise, how is Andy going to go on a power trip this episode? Yeah, no, th- he needs. There needs to be one like compulsory exercising of power over another human being, and Barney isn't in this episode, so it has to be Andy. So next day. They are on the porch, and Mr. Wheeler is just stirring some paint, right? He's got one of those, like, flat, 
like tongue depressor sticks that people <laughs> use to paint store. He's got a paint store. Yeah. And he's just looking up there and he does this weird little monologue where he's like, Hey Andy, don't that cloud look like a woman? Yeah. Clouds are a lot like women. They give us so much beauty and we don't appreciate them. You know, that cloud has given us everything. And it's just, this comp, it's some like, what? shall I compare thee to a summer's day bullshit? But it does not work. It's, uh, and, and he's just like, and he's like, dude, it's me. Yeah. Like, it's just me here, man. I don't. Take your Aunt B. She's as fine a woman as there ever was. Okay, you don't cool. need to tell me this shit. Cool. All right, bud. <laughs> she should be enjoying her day. Maybe take a picnic. Okay, yeah, dude, I, okay, you please, please stop talking. <laughs> please stop. Yeah, it, it really has that attitude of like, Andy, come on over here. I want to, I want to talk to you about my special relationship with your Aunt B. I want to explain some things to you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Andy says basically like, you know what, you're right. Why don't you go take Aunt B for a picnic and I'll finish up here. He then proceeds to paint the porch that he knows doesn't need to be painted. Yeah. Why does he do this? Why did he just put the fucking paint away and go about his day? Also, I'm going to give the ultra-reliable Mayberry Wiki users this. One of them, uh, in literally just nine days ago, came up with an interesting point. That's how active the Mayberry Wiki is, by the way. <laughs> These people are going to kill us. They're going to find out what we're doing, and they're going to hunt us down like animals. Nine days ago, a Mayberry Wiki user made a comment on this episode that said, I find it strange that all of the work Andy does in Mr. Wheeler's place, Andy does it in uniform. It would seem like he would have some work clothes around the house. Like, that has to be cheaper. The work he does could easily damage or stain those more expensive uniforms. And it's also true, Andy wears his uniform the entire episode in full police regalia. And he's never, ever, he's in the courthouse in one scene. I can honestly, I'm having trouble remembering instances of Andy not being in his uniform. Like, he wears a plaid shirt. Like, when he goes fishing, he's plaid shirt. Yeah, and, yeah. He he, he rocks yeah. a plaid shirt, like, on occasion. He wears his uniform for a lot of stuff he shouldn't be wearing his uniform for. It's just very weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, Especially since it's basically a jumpsuit. <laughs> okay, in an early episode, I said that, and you yelled at me. You said, there's no such thing as a police onesie. What the hell is wrong with you? I have no recollection of this. It's clearly a jumpsuit that he's wearing. What is it? I have audio proof that this conversation happened in reverse. Yeah, like someone's going to go back and listen to our work. <laughs> Fucking dick. Uh, <laughs> no, it, I thought it was a jumpsuit at first and you made fun of me for it. It's just that he's got that big fat belt. No, it's that, uh, it's that it, like, the, the monochromatic, like, yeah, nature of yeah. it makes it look like a jumpsuit. So the fact that he wears the same thing every day just makes it look like he has, like, you know, like, future clothing. Like, in the future, what? we all wear form-fitting jumpsuits. Do you think that he's got, like, like, two buttons that lead to a butt flap for when he needs to poop? Absolutely. I think every, it, this may be an assumption, but I, I believe that before 1970, all clothing had butt flaps. Oh, yeah, clearly. Whether or not they were pants, onesie, jumpsuit, all all garments had butt flaps. That makes sense. Yeah, That yeah, makes yeah. sense. Um, so Andy takes over painting the porch that he knows doesn't need to be painted. The painting was a false pretense. Why does he do this? Because <laughs> it's some, some weird king of the hill, like, just doing cho- The chores gotta be done. We, we mix the paint. We gotta paint the porch. Yeah. So he goes to work, I guess, in his paint-stained, like, onesie. Uh, and 
This dickhead mailman comes in. <laughs> Blowing now, up his spot. This dickhead mailman comes in. We're never going to see this mailman again. And I just need to point out that the name of the actor who plays this mailman is Doodles Weaver. Fuck you. <laughs> his name is Doodles. You eat shit. No, it is not. <laughs> Doodles Weaver. Do, click on that Wikipedia page. Click on that Wikipedia page, page please. Thank you. Doodles Weaver. <laughs> Doodles Weaver is the uncle of actress Sigourney Weaver. Fuck you! (laughs) What? (laughs) Doodles is not a nickname? Doodles is his got, like, his parents looked him as a child and were like, this is a doodles ass kid, huh? (laughs) It it may not be his God given name, but it's definitely the name that he fucking registered for the Screen Actors Guild with. That's insane. Okay, so there are one of two options where parents looked at him and were like, well, his brother was a Thomas, and his sister was a Marion, and I think this little piece of shit really looks like a doodles. He just kind of looks like a fuckface that everyone is going to pick on, so we should kind of really lean into it as we name him. Yeah. Or he read, or he was like, so I want to be taken seriously as an actor. No, he was like, man, I'm going to be playing friggin' mailman. I might as well just lean into it and be and go as doodles. Doodles, it's the name of an animatronic mouse. (laughs) He hosted his own syndicated children's TV show, A Day with Doodles. Okay, that makes more sense now. Uh, But I feel like that was much, much later in his career. I really choose to believe that his parents were like, like, just looked at me like, honey, is it just me or does this baby really have the energy of a Pee-wee's Playhouse character? Like a character that shows up for one episode of Pee-wee's Playhouse? It's just, like, look at his eyes. We're naming this kid Doodles. So yeah, so that was it. Doodles Weaver. The uncle of Sigourney Weaver. Is Sigourney Weaver on Twitter and can we yell at her about this? <laughs> Don't actually look it up, Marty. I, I confuse Sigourney Weaver with Susan Sarandon sometimes. And I was like, I, what's what's the one that all the, like, still with her people are mad about? That's, that's Susan Sarandon. Yeah, yeah, Okay. We're going to find Su- Sigourney Weaver and be like, hey, your fucking uncle's name was Doodles. And she'd be like, yeah, he died. <laughs> I mean, yeah, clearly. <laughs> yeah. That guy's definitely <laughs> like, dead. Yeah, my dead uncle that I miss every day, thanks. So yeah, Doodles Weaver comes Doodles in. Doodles Weaver. <laughs> Doodles Weaver rolls in. What the better? This is- and narks. Doodles <laughs> Weaver is a fucking narc. Twitter poll. What's a better actor name that we've encountered here? Doodles Weaver or Cheerio Meredith? I mean, there's also R.G. Armstrong. But R.G. Armstrong is the name of a captain of industry who also works as a secret agent fighting Nazis in his spare time. R.G. Armstrong is so fucking good. Also the inspiration for Batman. Yeah. Uh, I, I think in terms of silly names, Doodles knocks Doodles Weaver. Car. Yeah, can't step to Doodles. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Doodles Weaver comes in. Doodles and, Weaver? And he narks. He's such a piece of shit. He comes in and he's like, hey, Andy, are you planning to sell your house? I noticed that you were fixing stuff up. And he's like, nope, we're just, we're just tinkering around. And Doodles is just like... <laughs> Well, stop! Fucking stop! You're you're doing stuff, and that means my wife is yelling at me to do stuff, and you have a handyman, asshole. <laughs> yeah. So rather than just say you can pay this guy, you can just have this handyman, whatever. Uh. So they're just bullshitting around. Mister Weaver, not Mister Weaver, Mister Wheeler, yeah. comes in, and he says, "Hey, Andy, I just had to stop by the hardware store to pick up some stuff. Can I get some cash from you?" Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy gives him the cash. Uh, he says, 
Oh, by the way, this is our mailman, Doodles fucking Weaver. <laughs> Doodles Weaver. And Doodles is like, I'm going to destroy this motherfucker. Yeah, they shake hands, and then Mr. Wheeler leaves, and then Doodles is just like, oh, that's weird. And he goes, what's weird? Well, if he's a professional handyman, how come his hands are so soft? Because he moisturizes, dickhead! Yeah, because he's good at his job. I don't fucking know. They had he, lotion in the 60s. He works hard. He works smarter, not harder, doodles, you prick. Stop also, mind your own asshole. business. Jesus Christ. You prick, doodles. Like, I feel like as soon as he walked out of this out of this scene, doodles just like opened a locket with Aunt B's face and it's just like, soon, my love. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like. Some other dude swooping in. Doodles isn't ready to make his move yet. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta handle this. I bet, I bet his hands were callous to fuck. And oh, Doodles sure. was just like, sure. He saw, he saw his opening and took it. It was just like, dude's got soft hands. Anyway, Doodles out. <laughs> and so, <laughs> Doodles. And so, Andy solved this problem, doing what he always does, which is calling a sheriff in another town. This scene rules because the sh- he gets the sheriff on the on the other line and it's this big fat bald guy and the big he's like hey uh can you tell me th- this dude wheeler came uh came from your area and this, this john goodman ass motherfucker is just like Ha-ha, you mean gold brick wheeler oh man he's, oh yeah like he basically- he's handy all right Handy with the ladies. <laughs> Handy at finger blasting spinsters. Hey! Yeah! <laughs> he doesn't Bob know. Bowie. <laughs> he doesn't know his way around a hammer, but he sure does know his way around a clitoris. <laughs> <laughs> this, this Howard Stern side character is just like is just like, oh, you should have seen what he did to this other family. He moved in for a week and a half, and he just just blasted the grandma and made the dad do all his manual labor. It was hilarious. I all can't... those fucking idiots. <laughs> and it's like, well, I wonder what poor piece of shit sap in your fucking town is getting saddled with this. And then he's like, oh, uh, yeah. And he's and the guy not missing a beat is like, it's you, <laughs> isn't it? You, you fucking you suck. Andy, you, you idiot. You oh. moron. Oh, and I'm like, hey, everybody. <laughs> Sheriff in Mayberry is getting boned over by the handyman as the handyman bones over his aunt. He, he like he like hosts a parade. Yeah. He sends out a fucking, he just sends out like, like gets on the CB radio and like, calling all cars, calling all cars. Andy Taylor is getting cucked by a fucking handyman. You know, it, I know it doesn't make sense. It's weird. Hey, everybody. A handyman is blowing loads all over Andy Griffith's house. Andy Taylor, he fucking painted his own fucking porch. He's not fixing anything. He's just breaking bed frames. <laughs> he's not painting the porch. He's painting bed sheets. Some Jackson Pollock shit. <laughs> I love this scene. Yeah, it's so good. I love this scene. We're we're adding lines, but maintaining the staying very faithful to the energy of this scene. It's really good. Uh, it's so tight. It rolls, and Andy Griffith gets off very thoroughly slighted, like really like glowering. And his next response is obviously to. Threaten to kill this man. Yeah. Okay. So the next scene is like they're at like there's no there's there's there's, there's, there's no, no investigation after that. There's no follow up. 
They're just on Andy's porch, and Andy is cleaning his shotgun, you know, like like a redneck dad does with a teenage daughter. Yeah, like like bef- like a redneck dad before prom. Yeah. Where he's just, like, cleaning a shotgun, and what what's the whole speech he does? It's something along the lines of, like, uh... Boy, he basically is like, well... Looks like you guys are getting fixed to be married, right? Yeah. What are your intentions with my Aunt B? You know. Like, and, and the real, like, any response should have been, fuck off, we're adults. Yeah. And and he, well, I mean, counterpoint, it is like, he is asking this while stroking shotgun and very strongly implying, like, you're either going to marry my Aunt B leave or i'm gonna fucking ventilate you yeah like i'm going to blow you open old man and i can do it because i'm the judge and jury around these parts yeah i rule this town with an iron fist and you're a drifter i'll push your uh your car into a lake and no one will look for it so yeah uh mr wheeler wheels away he yeah just like well bye He's he like, literally just says like i'm going to go get something from the truck gets in the truck drives the fuck away leaves. and aunt b just comes out and is like did he decide to leave and andy's just like yep of his own volition and then she's he, like he takes apart the shotgun very quickly yeah yeah and and aunt b's like oh um i'm emotionally devastated that a person that i shared a real human connection with would decide to leave me very suddenly without saying goodbye with no provocation or catalyst whatsoever. I I guess I must have done something wrong or, you know, people are just cruel and I'll give up on looking for love. And Andy's like, yeah, that sounds right. That, that's I, it. Sounds, that's about right. I like, got no input. Like, he doesn't say, like, you'll find somebody, Aunt B. He doesn't, like, say it's not your fault. He's just like, well, sometimes it'd be like that. <laughs> I I do gotta say, like they really portray Mister Wheeler as a uh, as a bastard. He is a lovable rogue because he's doing like ultimately no harm. He's yeah. just like his big crime is he's tricking uh dudes into doing manual labor on their own houses and satisfying old women. He was, is... was he was he taking a whole lot of money from Andy? Like the only time we actually saw him take money was for the flowers that he did spray with pesticides. Yeah, and he took a small amount of money for it. Yeah, then he went to the hardware store and maybe he did. He probably actually did buy something from the hardware store. Yeah, he's but... he's not he's running a pretty like like lean grift. He's just doing it for room and board, which yeah. is fine. And, and he espouses his philosophy, which is just like. Like he tells his backstory and it rules because he was like, you know, I was a, uh, I had my nose to the grindstone and I was yeah, just. Yeah, he owned a the... hardware store. Yeah, and he was like, I, I had my my my, uh, I was in the rat race and I just decided, um, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to see the country, so I got in my truck and I started driving, and I've just been making my way up and down this great nation, cutting lawns and blowing loads and <laughs> just really getting to know America. But he's even just like, keep thinking about settling down, right? Right. With the with the right woman and a man, and a man needs something. A man needs someone to take care of. Someone to take care of him. Mister Wheeler fucking rules. And then Aunt Opie's just like, then get a dog. <laughs> Opie's like, get a dog, you idiot. <laughs> I don't understand what's the problem here. I'm too young to understand literally any other intricacies of this situation. But yeah, Mr. and that's it. Yeah. End of episode. Is there even a stinger? There's a, a oh yeah, there's there a slight stinger where another guy whose like truck is basically painted up like the fucking bus that the Electric Mayhem travel in in the Muppet <laughs> movie, uh, and it just like says like like 
keys made and locks and knife sharpened and all this. He is a music man looking motherfucker. Yeah, he, he is significantly younger than Happy. Yeah, he definitely. He's and like he, 50. And he pulls up and he's like, hi, ma'am, can I interest you in any uh, knife sharpening? Do you need anything taken care of? I'm your traveling handyman. And Aunt B, like, immediately is going to get like, like oh, yeah, oh, yeah no, we do need oh? some, uh, some, she had done, oh, really? oh, like, I've got, a, I've got an umbrella that keeps coming undone. Oh, and so does my blouse. Look at that. <laughs> I have some. You can't. Uh, you can't see this, but I'm actually unbuttoning my my t- my shirt while we're doing this. He is the unbuttons keep the buttons keep getting unbuttoned. Uh, he's like, I have uh, some knives that need sharpening. My butter knives have gotten quite dull. Could you sharpen those for me? And then Andy's like, "Hi, I'm here to cock block." Yeah. Hi. Get the fuck out of here. Mm. And and B is just like, "Go get. I don't need anything sharpened. Get out of here. Call me." Yeah, like I, which I like to think that that this is that we we've called Aunt B like the the uh, the only sexless character on uh, uh, on the show, and I nope. like to think that Aunt B is just just has a revolving door of drifters that she's fucking in the guest room, and and this was just the instance where. Uh, where Andy was just like, okay, this one's making me do manual labor. I'm putting my foot down. We're <laughs> done. Get him. Out of here. Uh, yeah. So that's it. That's the Aunt B fucks episode. <laughs> I gotta be honest, man. Like, we we didn't care much for this episode when we started talking. I like this episode a lot <laughs> more now. rules. Just because Mr. Wheeler <laughs> is a Johnny Appleseed of nutting. <laughs> he's, he's, uh, he's rocking every antique... Uh, any every antique bed frame in every in all fifty states. He's, oh man! He's he, he travels the land. He gardens. He pretends to uh, to fix up your house, and he makes old women happy. He is a folk hero. There should be songs about Mister Wheeler. Not he should he shouldn't be getting threatened by Andy Griffith. Please submit your Mister Wheeler folk songs to breakingmayberry at gmail dot com. Yeah. Twitter Twitter dot com slash breakmayberry. Marty will sing them. Oh, I will. Yeah, I will. Send me, send me the chords. <laughs> uh, uh, um, that's it. All right. So you want you want to do some ratings for this episode? Uh, uh, I don't know. It's, I feel and, like the ratings are becoming increasingly uh, irrelevant. But I sure. But let's seven, let's, seven in terms of Andy. I I I feel like, like the thing is. We're adding so much goodness to it. Take it on its own. It's not a good it's episode. It's actually a terrible episode. It's not good. And we just had fun saying the word horny over and over again. It's actually a three. Yeah, this episode sucks a lot. It's yeah. like a four at best. Yeah. <laughs> again, I forgot. The extended ladder scene. That is like a quarter of the yeah, episode. Don't- don't watch this episode. Don't, or at least, like, don't watch it without, like, consulting us first. Yeah. Uh, don't watch and, this episode unless you're going to turn it into old people fan fiction. And then, like, I, zero fifes, because also there's zero fife here. Yeah. Barney's not in this episode. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's pretty much it, right? It's it's not that good, but we're having fun with it. Yeah, yeah. It's Breaking yeah. Mayberry. It's not that good, <laughs> but we're having fun with it. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to squeeze these lemons. <laughs> that's it. That's our new sign-off. Yeah. All right. Uh, um, fuck. Okay. That's the show that we do. So that's our show. Thanks for sticking with us on what has definitely been the most juvenile episode <laughs> of Breaking Mayberry so far. 
if for some reason you're still with us, you remember you can follow us online, uh, twitter.com slash breakmayberry, facebook.com slash breakingmayberry, on email us, breakingmayberry at gmail.com if you want to complain about our old lady sex stories. <laughs> Or if we were, if we were accidentally old... deeply misogynistic at any point in this episode, feel free to scream at us on Twitter. Or we'll deserve it. Our, our music is done by Max Ludwig. The music you're about to hear is Appalachian Coal Mines by the band Mid-Air Machine. Uh, and our logo is designed by Emily Christina, who is on Instagram at ScribbleEmily. Uh, on the internet, I am at SchneiderMarks. That's S-C-H-N-E-I-D Remarks. I'm at the Luds. And uh, that's it for this one. Uh, next time we're taking on an episode where Barney and Andy are possibly up for membership of an exclusive club. Yeah, I guess we'll also be talking about Frasier. I don't know. Yeah, probably. I, we should always be talking about Frasier. Welcome I, to the Frasier cast. <laughs> all right. I mean, I feel like everyone is talking about Frasier all the time, whether or not they know it. That's it for us. Yeah. Thanks for sticking around. We'll see you all down at the fishing hole. joke about putting pies out on windowsills oh yeah yeah she put her pie out on that windowsill okay yeah no Mm. it's in the episode